0: state of recruiting the horns 24 7 recruiting podcast i'm your host mike roach and i'm joined as always uh, by nick harris uh, we're back for another week of, of podcasting uh it's been uh, an interesting week we're gonna get into that and talk about it in a little bit but first uh nick how are you doing
1: doing pretty good uh same old same old
0: yeah i've seen on your uh on your instagram you've been making some late night drives what's up with that
1: you know, I get, uh, I get antsy, and it normally happens at night, and I can't sleep, so I just get out and I go and drive around the city for a little bit, and it normally calms me down, and I come back in and I go to sleep. <laughs> I've always had trouble sleeping, and that always seems to do the trick, so I didn't, I didn't figure that a uh, lockdown should keep me from doing that.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting. My wife's been making me take her on drives uh, on the weekends, so we've been going out and exploring some Texas back roads in my part of the, of the Metroplex and kind of yeah. seeing what's around you got a lot of back roads
1: on that part of town
0: yeah we do um last week we went she's from a small town really small town so she's used to that type of thing last week we went and drove around venus and maypearl and grandview and then came back up through Keene and back road all all the way through so uh i think matt step the great matt step has has recommended me a drive for this weekend out to Palo Pinto, in uh past mineral wells so we're gonna go give that a shot um, so <laughs> there you go <laughs> I'll report back next week uh, Nick this is I feel like this is the week where everybody's broke their brains broke during the quarantine um, and it's kind of uh, kind of funny uh, the the first, the biggest thing uh, earlier this week I, there was a bit of a freak out moment on the Horns 24-7 board um, when when it was noticed that Billy Bowman and Jatavian Sanders removed the Texas related things from their social media accounts and um, as always you know i i have to check into that sort of thing following up with those guys they kind of laughed at it and didn't understand why it was such a big deal um and, and both affirmed that yes they are they are very committed and uh nothing is changing but uh that is the insane world of recruiting we live in
1: yeah it, i understand kind of the freak out about it you know normally like I would ask a kid a question about it, but I think the freak out was a little bit too much this week. I understand that if we don't have good news, it doesn't always necessarily mean there's bad news. So uh yeah, definitely nothing to worry about there, uh, right now.
0: That was the biggest thing is um, you know, I I understand why losing Billy Bowman and Jatavian Sanders would be devastating for some Texas fans. I mean, that's your two highest commit com- rate of commits in the class. It's two really good players, but like you know, I, I I think that this this uh, this quarantine is is mounting on some people, and and everything is getting magnified and bad news. And you know, one of the things that I I started out in the week, I hated these people. Now I kind of love them. Um, early in the week, I saw an offer pop up. You know, I'm always looking for offers and things like that on Twitter. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. It was like a quarterback in North Carolina, and I was like. They're not, there's no way they're offering another quarterback uh, right now. And so I start looking, and it was actually retweeted by by one of our competitors who I tend to text him and say, hey, this isn't real. Uh, I start looking, and it's a video game. Like the pictures of the guy in it are like a video game player. So it's from NCAA 14. I've been playing, you know, I've been playing NCAA on my PlayStation 3 through this whole deal. So I get it. I've been doing Rub to Glory too. But there was a a new wave of of guys playing Road to Glory and then putting their offers online like they were real. And people were getting caught on them. The Northern Illinois coach got busted on it. Um, You know, I think that uh, schools have started to have some fun with it now. I've started to kind of laugh at it a little bit. But, man, it is sure frustrating when I'm going through the timeline looking for real offers. Yeah, it's kind of been
1: populated. There's more accounts now, but the the OG one, I think his name's Patrick Flowers. Uh, it was pretty solid, and Brian Carrington, he actually retweeted the Texas offer, and they put out a little edit with the Brockermeyer Twins, and Tommy Brockermeyer even uh, talked about it on the timeline today. I, I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious, and if people can't understand the joke, then that's just on them.
0: <laughs> that's what's hilarious is people – I saw everybody on, on Twitter going crazy, but, oh, I can't believe Brian Carrington retweeted this. Like He doesn't even know. Guys, Brian Carrington's the director of recruiting. He knows every <laughs> offer that goes out. Like he was, re- he was retweeting it because they were, they were all having fun with it. Like there's not an offer that goes out that that he or the staff doesn't know about. You know, they wouldn't just retweet it based on nothing. So I don't know. I'm I'm starting to think people are are cracking a little bit uh, <laughs> within the whole. <laughs> The whole pandemic, and, and maybe it's breaking their brains a little bit. Um, but you guys hang in there. It's uh, it's going to be all right. Um, I would like to tell you guys I am going to jump on the Periscope tomorrow uh, and do a, uh, a happy hour Periscope at 4.30 p.m. or I'm, I'm saying tomorrow as we're recording this on Thursday night. As you hear this, it will be later today, Friday, 4.30 p.m. I'll do a Periscope happy hour, grab a drink, and join me. Uh, Nick. You, um, have you gotten your haircut yet during the pandemic? Or no, you... I was going to go,
1: I was going to go last week and, um, I, I, uh, decided against it. It was like a last minute decision where I was like, uh, eh, I probably shouldn't. I'm, I'm with my parents right now. They're both kind of high risk. So it's like, man, I can wait a week, <laughs> there's but no yeah, it's getting pretty bad right now. Well, I mean, there's no way
0: there's anybody open near you, right?
1: Well, I my my barber he said he'd hook me up. You know, I could go to his
0: house, but I, uh, I don't
1: okay. know. He, he he's been doing that for a lot of people. You know, it, it's yeah, tough know. right
0: now. <laughs> you got to be careful. I haven't actually got my hair cut, but today my wife lined me up. Like she just cleaned up my neck, lined my beard, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and she did pretty well at it. I I gotta say. So uh, that's what's new in the pandemic. You have anything new <laughs> going on? Any? Uh, I saw you said you you've. You got a new post cooking for your for your other project? Um, any new music? Any new shows? Anything like that?
1: Oh, nothing crazy i've been playing 2k a lot my uh my my players over 90 overall now which is a fantastic accomplishment i can never sit down and do something like that for an extended period of time to where like my player is good uh that, that's always been my frustration with video games is that it takes too long but i've actually embraced the process this time and uh you know i'm playing with the lakers right now we're about to win a ring so you know look, look out for that
0: <laughs> are you playing 2k 20 yeah i am yeah I you know I bought I got twenty because it it was like on sale in the PlayStation store one day, and uh, I just haven't enjoyed a two K game in a while. Like I I really love two K eleven. I thought that was like one of my favorite basketball games, but they've changed some things with the animation. That's just kind of made it like really hard to. To do certain things on the court, I don't know. People, I gonna... will say, I will say, it was more of a
1: video game back then, to where you know it was kind of broad, and you know the the casual fan could play. But it's gotten to the point now, to where like you almost have to appreciate basketball to a certain level to like the video game. And I think that might be where you run into some issues. <laughs>
0: yes, as you know, I hate basketball. Uh, despite that, I am going to give you a basketball segment uh, tonight on the podcast. But before we get to that, uh, earlier this week, I recorded a po- uh, interview. With uh, Hayden Connor, uh, the Texas, uh, the Katie Taylor offensive lineman committed to Texas in this class. Uh, he's always a really smart, really intelligent, and fun kid to talk to. So we are going to play that now. One joining us now on the State of Recruiting is uh, one of the charter members of the 2021 Texas class, uh, the biggest member and probably the smartest member. It is uh, Hayden Connor. Uh, Hayden, thanks for joining me today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, first question, like I ask everybody, what are you doing to get through the quarantine? Is there anything special you're watching, uh, new video games,
2: anything anything interesting? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm staying on a pretty good schedule, you know, waking up at the same time every day, getting my schoolwork done, and then working out right after lunch. Um, so I've been on a good schedule, and that's kind of been keeping me going. Um,
0: did you guys have weights, or have you had to improvise a little bit on the workout, or how's that going
2: so I've actually got a bench and squat rack in my garage downstairs. So I've I'm really fortunate on that part.
0: Okay, good good to hear. Um, let me just ask you. Let, let's get. I want to get into the academic stuff because to me that's the most uh, the the things you tell me when, when we talk about your academic pursuits uh, blow my mind. So. Um, I, that's the most interesting part of you to me is you you picked texas because you said that you i mean in part because you were sold on the on the aerospace uh, program they have there dr Jha, I believe it was uh, just kind of tell me like what first of all from you know when did you know you wanted to get into this field how much research did you did on all the schools because i know you did a lot then what was it about texas that kind of pushed that through
2: so I honestly can't tell you when I got into aerospace and the space race and stuff like that. I, I don't remember when it happened. It just one day I just was like, okay, I mean, this is something I'm really passionate about. Um, and, yeah, it takes a lot of research to, uh, to kind of find what school is the best. I mean, you've got the national rankings, like the top five, and UT is in the top eight, I think, um, nationally. So that was that was a plus. But going to the campuses and seeing the facilities and meeting the professors is a whole nother deal. When I went to UT and I met Dr. Jaw and he told me what he did and what all the other professors do, they all do something completely different. And that's kind of what I like so much is the vast differences between each professors and what they do with their real job outside of school. You're a big guy. I don't
0: know that you're going to fit on a spaceship. Um, What is it you kind of want to do with that degree? Like, is there a certain job that you've had your eye on?
2: Yeah. um, Obviously being an astronaut would be cool, but I am quite large. So that might not work. Um, But I want to get into uh, propulsion engineering is eventually what I want to get into, maybe for SpaceX or NASA. Okay. So that means you're probably good at
0: math because from what I've learned, you have to be good at math to do those things.
2: Math and physics, yes, sir.
0: Okay. Things I am not good at, which is why I'm a writer. Um, Hayden, you, uh, you're you obviously, you've done great in your academics. You're on pace. I, you're, you're set to early enrollee, All right. Yes. Okay, so how's that progress going? Has this, uh, has this virus kind of thrown a wrench in any of that, or is everything still going on as planned?
2: You know, I, I honestly think it's kind of helped me a little bit because we're doing all online school now. Um, And I'm used to it because I've been doing online school for the past two summers to get ready to graduate early. So, I mean, if, if we don't go back to school, then I'm just going to continue to do online school until we go back in August. So it's not that big of a change for me. I kind of like it. I learn better when I'm by myself and I ask, and then I get to ask questions that I only have problems on like in class, you know, you'll have other kids ask questions that you already know the answer to. And that's always been my problem, like sitting through and waiting to ask my questions and stuff like that. And that, that's what I really like about the online school. And it's benefiting for me a lot.
0: Uh, on the field, you did something last summer that it's very hard for recruits to do. You pulled off a, a pretty surprise commitment. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's usually guys like me were paid to know when things like that are going to happen. And I, I remember a phone call waking me up saying, Hayden Connor just committed to Texas. Um, and i it, you know, had to, that, that was one of two that week that, that were surprise commitments along with 2020 signee, Andre Carrick. Um What, you know, what was it that uh, obviously I know you're close with Jalen Milrow. Um, I know Texas had been recruiting you for a while. You've been doing your research into them for a while, but kind of walk me back through that process and, and what, what
2: went into the decision to do it then? So at the time, I think it was January when I committed around, around that time. And, I was stuck between UT and Michigan, and it was neck and neck with both of them. And I was – because they were both top ten in aerospace, they both had fantastic football programs, great cities, great coaches. I mean, they were almost – they're identical to me, honestly. But the one thing that set it apart was the fact that Jalen was going. And so I kind of – I thought for a while, I'm like, I could go to Michigan and kind of go my own path, or I could – team up with Jalen and build a super team basically and recruit dudes from Texas, like dudes from Texas that are in Texas. And I kind of embrace that and I want to keep Texas talent in Texas. Um,
0: you guys have, have tweeted it often, the, the state on your front, and your family on your back. Um, is that something you guys came up with? Is that something the staff came up with? How'd that come about?
2: So we went in for their elite day uh, last year. And of course we had the photo shoot and stuff and they had these little, uh, I, don't, I don't know. There were like little papers that were on everyone's gear and it had, it was that thing that I posted with mm-hmm. a family on your back, a uh, state on your chest. And I love that. You know, I, I took it to my school to Taylor and I hung it up in my locker. Um, and I, I, I really like that saying, and I really hope that other dudes will realize that that's, the truth
0: um i came to see you guys once last year i think you would have preferred i wouldn't have been there it was a loss to uh, uh maid creek uh, in a game that i think that you guys would if if asked would say we we should have won that game and and should have played better um and frankly, I walked away going, man, I don't know about Taylor this year. And then you guys went off and ran to the, what, the regional final of the playoffs. Um, what was maybe the turning point in that season where you guys uh, were able to flip the switch a little bit?
2: I think, you know, we got, we got into playoffs and we won that first game and we just got on a roll. Everything was clicking. The offense was finally working good. The defense was lighting up the field every single time. I mean, we had, I think, a defensive touchdown in every one of our games. It was a full team effort, and everything clicked at the right moment. And so I'm really fortunate that, that happened. But everyone worked really hard for it, and I think that we all deserved it. Uh,
0: your, your teammate, your, uh, your line mate, I'm assuming one of your best friends, Bryce Foster, is obviously a huge target for a lot of schools. I'm not going to ask you to to maybe tip his
2: hand on where he's going, but, I mean, how hard are you guys working on him to get him to Austin? So I'm not working crazy hard on him because I don't want to be too obnoxious, like, hey, you want to go to UT with me You know, every day because we have a locker right next to each other. So I don't want to be too obnoxious with it. So that's kind of why I have that uh, paper in my locker, with UT, so every time he walks in he looks right at it and I don't even have to say anything. But usually I'll say something to him about once every week or so, but I'm not trying to be too pushy. That's probably a good good way to be. You're not going to
0: wear out your welcome that way. I saw Coach Hand yesterday or two days ago made the point of, of tweeting something about a, a thrower at Texas winning a national championship. Obviously that's a huge component to, to Bryce. Bryce has told me before that he has a great relationship with Coach Hand. Goes back to, I think, his eighth grade year. One of the first coaches to offer him. Um, Obviously, you have a good relationship. Talk about Coach Hand. And, I mean, I think we see him through social media, cooking wings and and things like that. But what what kind of person is he just to connect with one-on-one?
2: He's awesome. I mean, you can talk to him about anything. You can talk to him about football, family. And then every time that I go to campus, we talk about food every single time. Because he knows every restaurant anywhere and it's the most fascinating thing so I always love talking to him about that I connect really well with him Um, he's just he's a really awesome guy and I can't wait to play for him
0: Uh, you guys have um, you know I think you were at most just about every game last year you could be at Uh, you even you and Jalen drove to Dallas to take part that was that your first Red River uh, shootout game
2: yes it was what was
0: what was that like just being in the stands for that
2: it was crazy it was awesome cuz I sat right next to the barrier where it was OU and then UT and so to see different fans and different cultures from different schools was it was it was awesome to see that kind of rivalry.
0: Um I you know I don't think Texas had the year they wanted to have last year on the field. They they rounded it out and finished well, but um you know what what's I think that fans tend to be a little more reactionary than recruits. And, and I think after every loss I get asked, so well, was anybody going to decommit? What is it like being a commit and maybe seeing them in a performance that's not their best? And, and you know, how do you kind of keep that balanced in your head?
2: I know that, um, you know, you're not going to win every game. I mean, I, I've, I've grown up knowing that I know at Taylor, we've had some rough games like last year we lost three games that were by 40 points and we ended up making it the fifth round of the playoffs. So if UT loses, I'm sure there's a reason why, and it's not because, you know, we just suck. I'm sure there's little mental errors that happens always. That's, that's usually why you lose and it's fixable. So I usually don't pay much attention to that stuff um everybody the the most the favorite question of everybody
0: is when is this class going to get his next commit has it happened since uh jatavian sanders committed the week of the lsu game last year uh i'm not asking you to give anything away but just uh is there anything anybody you guys have been working on when do you feel if you had to wager maybe the next commit would come
2: i have no clue i wish i could tell you
0: okay well that'll uh well that'll keep everybody going online i know that uh that's a that's a popular question but you know those things tend to come out of nowhere like yours for instance um uh you guys you did a um i I actually just wrote something on your commitment video uh which was a uh i think it's uh, i'll I'll just admit right now i'm not like a movie like a superhero movie guy so i think it's like avengers or something um but uh is is that just something you're a huge fan of and, and and wanted to kind of mock or not mock but uh at least play off of
2: yeah, I'm a huge Marvel nerd. I've watched every movie either on opening day or opening weekend. Um, I'm a huge Iron Man fan. I grew up thinking that I could be Iron Man because he was the one character that you could actually be if you were smart, right? You didn't have super soldier serum or gamma radiation strength. It was intelligence. So I I, I always liked Iron Man, and then you know Thanos, freaking probably one of my most favorite characters. Um, I really loved Avengers Endgame and Infinity War. Um, so I took something that I really like and merged it with something else that I really like. And I felt like it was, um, it was a good choice. Um, I know the coaches have been doing a lot of keeping in contact with you guys over Zoom
0: and FaceTime and all those sorts of things. Um, have you guys been keeping t- uh, together as a class and, and maybe getting together the commits and, and talking over something like that?
2: Yeah, it was weird. We tried to have a, a Zoom meeting, um, but there was something with the compliancy that we couldn't do it. But we text almost every week in our uh, in our group chat talking to each other. So we're always staying in contact. You're about split down the middle. The, 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 I think there's six in the class, right? So it's you,
0: Jalen, and, and Derek in and Houston, and then and Billy, Jatavian, and, and Juan up here in Dallas. Um, how do you guys feel you're bonding with those Dallas guys and, and their bonding with you all?
2: I think we're doing the best that we can right now, um, you know, with quarantine and the distance between us. I feel, you know, we're texting a good amount every week and we're getting close over the phone. And I just can't wait until we get in person and we're bonding even more. Who's the funniest guy in the class? Derek's pretty funny.
0: Derek's pretty. We had Derek on last week. And he's pretty soft spoken, but I can imagine him being pretty funny behind closed doors. He's a pretty funny guy. Um, all right. Last question for you is, uh, I guess, um, you know, you're uh, you seem like you're you're pretty firm to the plan. Hey, if we got to keep going to school like this, I'm cool with it. Uh, you know, all those types of things. Um, as far as your your senior season, I know this is probably not how you envisioned your, your last spring uh, of spring football. Um, is there anything? You know, how do you feel you're going to be able to to prepare for the season and be ready for the season in your team uh, with, all, with all this?
2: I don't think it'll affect me personally. I think camaraderie-wise for the team, working out in the summer, that'll definitely affect it. I, I I feel that if everyone does their part on their own, then we should do just fine because I, I'm, I'm doing work every day. I'm, I haven't stopped and I don't plan on it because I know that there's – another lineman in my class or another recruit that's doing the exact same work or another D lineman that might be working harder, and I can't let that happen. So I'm always taking mental reps. I'm always watching film, um, doing whatever I can to be ahead of the game. All right. Well, that is uh, Hayden Connor. Hayden, we thank you for, for
0: joining us, and depending on how long this thing goes on, I might have to bring you back sometime in the summer to, to update that's us right. then. All that's right. That, thanks, man. I appreciate and thanks to Hayden Connor for joining us on this week's show, one of the, uh, the smartest kids you'll, you'll talk to. All right, Nick, uh, I promised you a basketball segment. You've done a fantastic job tackling basketball recruiting, which is probably something that people will appreciate, probably something they need. I'm just not going to do it because I don't like the sport and I don't know anything about <laughs> it. Um, so uh, there's some big developments going on in the world today. Big enough. You know it's big, Nick, if I text you asking you about basketball.
1: Yeah, we have a little group chat, and I think the group chat today has talked more about basketball in the last, I guess, eight or nine hours than we have the entire time we've had the group chat. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely getting active right now.
0: I'm going to balance it. When I get done here, I'm going to go edit the podcast while watching a replay of the NHL Winter Classic and just balance <laughs> it back out. Um, yeah, I so Greg Brown, uh, the uh, w- w- which school is he at? I'm sorry. Vista Austin Rich? Vandergrift. Oh, Vandergriff. Uh, The Austin area product, who is, uh, I guess, a five-star, one of the the best basketball players in the country, uh, set up for his decision next week, and, you know, everything looked like Texas, and then today, hell kind of broke loose. I saw, just noticed, scrolling my timeline, couldn't avoid it, uh, a couple guys... uh, decided to go to the NBA G League and make some money right now instead of going to college. And i uh, that's why I texted Nick, was to say, hey, I, I know you think Texas, but is there any possibility uh, this happened? So, Nick, my first question is, w- was this always on the table for these guys, or, or is this something that recently cleared? I, like, I, I feel like I haven't heard anybody discuss the possibility of kids going to the G League before this week.
1: Uh, before before this recruiting class, um, there was always the opportunity to go overseas uh, and play in Australia, which has kind of been a popular spot to go play overseas. Um, if you go play in Europe, you have to play, I think, two or three years. So I think that kind of uh, lured kids away from doing that. But with Australia, they could do the one-year contracts with kids like R.J. Hampton from Little Elm. He was doing that this season. Uh, but this year was the first year that the G League had, uh, had a development program um, that kids coming out of high school could go to. Uh, And if they join the development program, they get a full scholarship so they can still get their education uh, and they get a contract. And we're looking at Greg Brown's offer right now, and it's reportedly uh, north of five hundred thousand dollars just to play one year. And you add on top of that endorsements uh, and anything else that would come to, you know, a high profile basketball player. um, It's definitely a tempting offer. I mean, personally, if it were me and I I had all these options on the table, I would take the G League offer. I mean, who wouldn't at this point?
0: So the, the G League is you go play one year over there and then you're eligible basically to play on an NBA team?
1: Uh, well, then you can uh, go ahead and get drafted and you get to go through the draft process still. I think it's a fantastic opportunity by the G League. Uh, and I, I think the biggest thing about it is, you know, you can still get your education at the same time and you can do that whenever you want. You don't ha- even have to start next year. Um, it, it's just a, it's a fantastic offer for these kids.
0: So when they're going to the G League, is it a certain team that's offering them money or is it the league in general? And they decide what team they go to. Do you know that?
1: That the specifics on that, I'm not quite sure because this is the first year that they're doing that. And I'm not even sure if that info has really been decided yet. Uh, Just because, you know, there's two other prospects, Jalen green and Isaiah Todd. They're both in the top 15 of the two, four, seven composite rankings. Um, They've decided to go ahead and go to the G league. Um, And Greg Brown would, theoretically be a third if he were to decide to do that uh but uh Jalen Green I think he's going to a team in south uh southern California I'm not quite sure how that was determined I don't know if he got to choose that Um, but he does live in Fresno so it may just be a regional thing so we could be seeing you know Greg Brown play for the Austin Spurs which could be you know fantastic but I'm not quite sure don't quote me on that
0: okay so they would they would go back through the draft process it wouldn't be a case where somebody would own their rights and send them to that G League team
1: no, no, not necessarily. I think that would cause an incredible imbalance in the fairness of basketball. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, if it's me, I I'm, I'm all for kids getting paid. You know, if they're going to yeah, do work, absolutely. like like go get the money if you can. I mean, it's it's probably going to uh, result in. But you know what? I, I guess if the leagues are making the offers, it's not a case of no. Not every kid's going to jump because. Um, I, I would assume they would have to have a good offer in hand before they, uh, before they do it. Uh, what, I'm sorry, who was reporting the number on, on Greg Brown?
1: Um, I can't tell you the exact source. Um, it's just saying per sources, according to our two, four, seven article from Evan Daniels that I'm looking at right now. Okay. Um, so Evan,
0: but yeah. Evan had the report, the original report. No, no, no. Okay. Um, okay. I guess what I mean, between Greg, you know, Jeff Howe wrote something tonight on our site. What is like what are the chances that this thing turns and and Texas basically misses out on, on one of their biggest prospects?
1: You know, this has always been something that's been in the back of my mind with his recruitment because he has the size. He has the ability to make that leap and do that. Um, and something that I've always kind of found interesting that, uh, he promotes his YouTube channel pretty hard on all of his social media accounts, knowing, you know, the past, uh, the NCAA and kind of their handlings of YouTube accounts in the past, you know, kind of knowing that in the back of his head, I'm sure I've always thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so this has always just kind of been something that's been in the back of my mind. And as far as the likelihood of it happening next week, You know, looking at today, Thursday, April 16th, when we're recording, it's honestly, I I can't tell you for sure. If you asked me last week, I would have said Texas for sure. I wouldn't even worry about it. But right now, I think professional, I think that's a a big time threat. And I think Auburn is just a slight threat at this point if we're talking other schools. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's definitely something we need to think about.
0: I wonder if this is, is this not a case, I guess, of maybe he wasn't even thinking about it until these two kids Um, You know, made their decisions. And I, you know, football recruiting circles, I understand how they work. They're small enough. Basketball recruiting circles, I got to think, have to be smaller Um, just by roster size of teams. Surely these kids talk. I would guess that, you know, he wasn't probably thinking about this until recently.
1: Well, typically these kids know each other pretty well. Uh, the way AAU works, normally the top kids in the country are playing with each other by the time they're 15 or 16 years old. I actually saw a picture yesterday of uh, Zion Williamson and John Morant, the two leading candidates for Rookie of the Year in the NBA this year. They played on an AAU team for like three years uh, when they were in middle school and high school, and they, live, they lived on opposite sides of the country. So I, these kids definitely know each other. I think they're definitely influenced by each other's decisions. And I think definitely Jalen Green and uh, Isaiah Todd's decisions this week uh, are definitely weighing on greg brown's mind he put a graphic out on his instagram account this afternoon and it had the five jerseys of the schools that are in his top five and then it had a g league jersey and then kind of like a figurative overseas jersey on the uh, on the graphics so I, I think both of those options are you know right there and I, I think he's trying to tell us that it's definitely an option as well
0: all right well uh i'm sure you guys are going to have a lot on it next week between you and jeff you've been chasing this one down um You know, if if Texas gets him, what kind of impact is that to the team?
1: I think it's a fantastic impact. I think he's the difference between making a tournament appearance and making it to the Sweet 16, in my opinion. Uh, And another make-or-break year for Shaka Smart. I mean, that would be huge for not only the school, but the coaching staff. Um, And being able to lure in some recruits, too, uh, for this new arena that's going to be built here in the next couple years. If they can back that with team success. uh, Greg Brown is just a huge, huge cornerstone in the future of Texas basketball.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, Nick's going to stay on top of the basketball uh, pulse for us. And uh, if we have basketball news, Nick, I'll give you a segment on the show. Um, <laughs> all, all right. Let's Let's uh, let's move on. We've got coming up next uh, an interview with one uh, of the hottest – prospects in the country, and a really fun interview. There are probably going to be a little audio quality issues. Uh, Zoom sometimes messes up uh, when, we're, when we're recording over Wi-Fi, but I think you'll get most of it. It is Shadow Creek linebacker Terrence Cooks. Uh, joining me on the State of Recruiting Podcast is one of the hottest linebackers in the country, hottest prospects in the state of Texas, offers from everywhere. It is Shadow Creek linebacker Terrence Cooks. Terrence, thanks for joining me today.
3: Thank you. I'm glad to be here. glad to be here. Thank you.
0: I uh, hope you and your family are staying safe during this time. Um, I, I'll start out by asking you what I ask everybody. Uh, what are you doing to get through the pandemic? Have you found any new TV shows, uh, new video games, anything like that?
3: I've been mean, uh, I mean, really – most time, you are know, sleeping, working out. We sleep working out. Actually, I've been watching Naruto. I got on, I got on some anime, Watch a little bit of anime, <laughs> trying it out. Uh, reconnecting with old friends. I'm just – I'm taking this time to reconnect with my family and yeah, I'm also taking the time to break down my, reclut- my recruiting. Uh, hopefully by the end of this, I know who my top 10 is. So.
0: Okay. Uh, well, that's something we'll certainly get into. I wanted to ask you about the workout part. Did you have like weights at your house or have you had to kind of improvise for, for what you've had to do?
3: My dad's a personal trainer, so I oh. have uh-huh. He did awesome today. Today, I think, for the first time I worked out, I did... I did a push up circuit 50, 40, 30, 20, 25, uh, all, along with dips 20, 18, 15, 10, along with, and bicycles, a four, four, set, no, five sets of 40. Uh, and then I did some, um, and most of all, I mean, lay down like this, put your elbow to your head. I did that three times. Uh, then three sets of twenty and rushes twist. Then I got at this, probably later today, six, seven, I got i I'm going for a jog around like a two-mile jog. I'm gonna stop and have stops, do lunges, do lunges, squats, calf raises, dips, do all that, you know.
0: Well, my wife and I have been taking a two-mile walk every night with the dog, so that's about as far as I can match you on that. I haven't been doing anything else, but uh, uh, that's good to hear, man. Um, like I said, you know, before all this started, you were on a roll. Uh, I remember Texas offered you back in this in the fall. And I really didn't know much about you. Had gone out and seen you a couple times and, and really liked what I saw, and then all of a sudden after state, you just really took off. What was it like to get all that attention and, and all of a sudden be one of the heavy, most heavy – Recruited prospects in the country.
3: Uh, I can't lie to you; it was very overwhelming. I mean, I I went from a nobody. I mean, I would, people always had potential. I, I always thought it. Hey, everyone had the confidence to back it up. I showed confidence issues, and there's it, it times I wanted to quit football. Uh, all of a sudden, I just kept to it. All of a sudden, I just I I came to the year with Washington. I got Illinois, uh, small schools. Probably by by the end of the year, probably had seven seven offers. All of a sudden, January hit, it's like I'm missing class and coaches can calling call down, coach all, coach all missing class here. It's just a lot. Cause you, uh, I'm, I'm a really I'm, a, I'm a really I'm an introvert. I'm a shy person. A lot like to stay to my friends myself, and and I have to put on a smile for people who you don't know. Like say the same thing every day. It was a lot, but I think the hard thing is people realize is how to how to remain yourself how to remain hungry because like it's quick to, it's quick to go up and be somebody start being somebody who you're not trying to be like like people who you look look up to when you forgot who was there for you and forgot how you, your uh your ideals your goals your uh your uh yeah you know, like in the rules of yourself i know like it was sometimes i feel like even like i told my friends like when, when I first got it, I said, I said, y'all, y'all, because it's friends. If I ever start acting cocky or like acting out of place, y'all tell me I don't want to be that type of person who just forgets his friends so I can cocky. And I actually, some my friends told me that yesterday. When my homeboy, he, he was like, he, he was like, you look cocky. I was like, bro, thank you, bro. I need you that. <laughs> it's it, it, it just hard not to that get to your head. But one thing about me, I have have a support system that it's not hard. It's not hard when I'm, when I'm stopped working. I'm mm-hmm. still working as hard as I ever work. It's just it's hard where you like you start putting yourself above people when we when we have to realize that you're on the same level of playing as everybody else and we're all the same in God's eyes.
0: I got to meet your parents uh, at the Texas visit you took, the elite day. The awesome people, uh, really, really proud and supportive of you. What how does it feel to know that you you're gonna be able to turn to them and tell them, hey, you guys ain't gotta pay for college?
3: I well, I love it. I mean, one
0: thing
3: about people I, I don't think I want everybody to pay for college. I have, I'm, I'm a, I'm an AP student. I have a four point. I have a, you know, five point scale, or six point scale. No, I have a five point eight GPA. Have, on the four scale. I have a, a three point eight. I'm just, all right I can go to school for free, but it just—it's a dream. I mean, it's. Just, all, all the hard days worked, the, the tears, the crying, the blood, the bone breaks. All was just for leading up to this. It's, it's amazing. I mean, it was like, I mean, look at my mom," and tell her, like, mama, I, I made it. And then the most important thing about me is I'm not really doing this for myself. I mean, I have a little brother. I want to set up a, 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 a guideline for so he can come. He he, 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 he probably better than me. We already got it. Just take off. I mean, the kid's 5'11". 170 and runs you. probably okay, not fast has super, super speed. I'll
0: tell you this, and I'm not gonna name who they are. I've talked to college coaches who are recruiting you who have said we gotta get Terrence so we got a shot with his little brother in a couple of years. They've said that to me. So he it is it's definitely out there. Um you, Texas offered very early. Um, obviously, they offered under a different coaching staff, but I think they picked up with you under the new coaching staff uh, pretty well. You, you, you seem pretty happy when you came off that visit when we saw each other in January. Tell me, first of all, like where things stand with you in Texas. And I'd really like to – a guy that we're trying to find out more about is Coleman Hutzler. Tell us about Coach Hutzler and what you like about him.
3: If I uh, – I'm just I'm gonna put it out there. If I can leave Texas, if I can to Texas, it's not because nobody else. I'm Sorry, Coach time hurry Sorry, everybody. Else. It's not solely because of him. I mean, he's such a—he's such like—he—he's a out of every. Th- I have thirty-seven offers. He's the only coach to save saved in my mom's phone. My Mom's talked to twenty-four-seven. I mean, he's an amazing guy. I, mean, I, I think people—I think when people find out about his recruits, even even you don't commit to Texas, you be in my life. I mean, he's an amazing guy. He's a bond. I think he's—he's one of the one of people that's ever gonna be in my life. I mean, energetic, charismatic, loving, caring, happy. I mean, also a teacher, also, also you can tell you love to game, fierce. He's going to break down. And I told him, no, I said, you want me, if, if, I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I commit to Texas, I mean, I'm not a if I do commit, our, if we, if Texas get everybody that's projected to go to Texas, our recruits got to be stupid. And do I have, it'll be crazy in our class. Plus 20 class, plus 21, it'll be crazy. But I, I told him I said, "I just need, I just need to see y'all., win. I Hey, win some games, I need to see you progress with the linebackers. If the linebackers, if the linebackers are playing good, and I know I'm going to come there and he' going teach me all right? I, I, I can do. But I'm going like, you know, to realize like it was the coaching I'm not school do. they got linebackers, they, they have like proof of linebackers going to the next level. I, I just want to see a kid that can, can you coach us a linebacker and make them be better than what they were last year.
0: Okay, so obviously with this, like it would have been great to have spring football. You could have got down there, seen the spring game, be able to see how those guys perform on the field. This coronavirus thing has pushed all that back. So is that pushing your timeline back or your decision back maybe?
3: Yeah, I, I want to commit probably September, mid-September. I think – I want to say I'm probably going to commit on like, you know, how people do in, in December with the tech pools and everything. I want to commit there, but – I'm probably not gonna get into the playoffs. Late November playoffs, because like now, I have to, now I have more time. Cause God, God blesses bless with this time to bring families together, which I'm not. I've been doing a bad job. Then. I'm an introvert. i been trying to myself. I got to start doing better. I'm doing time. I'm being with my family. Like I take, I take days off where I don't even get on Twitter or or Instagram. I don't, I don't look at my text messages because I'm taking time away from coaches to focus on me and my family. But I think I probably, probably have a top 10. I might have a but my top five I'm probably not drop into the day of the season. Okay. Then I'm going to start going with this during the season because I mean, I'm, I really want to break down where we go because it plus, you know, it's a lot of schools that still have improved like, like it's, I'm still questioning. I just want to see them prove it. Like, because I was told myself I don't want to go like to big school that goes like, you know, I want to I want to go to school. I can, I'm going to change something. We're going to make something together. Like, I'm not saying I want to go. I kind of want to win a bowl game, like a national championship, but I want to, like, let's say I went to 2011, too. Two, two I want to, I want, if I go to that school, I want to make them go eight and eight. Then next year, nine and six. Then next year, like, you know, like, yeah. kids are the progress. I want to go to school. It's like, Alec, I want to change something. I want to be different. I mean, look at Alec. Alec went to Tech. Now he got a steady flow of Tech kids from Houston going there
0: mm-hmm true yeah you got demetrius and uh latrell so yeah it's going to be a it's going to be big for for what virginia tech's doing um you mentioned alec he's your teammate or your your former teammate uh one of your other former teammates is was on campus at texas this spring zavian alford what has he kind of told you about texas since he's been there
3: nothing really he just told me it's a great great environment great great place and they can it. it's fun girl but he, but he all he really tell me is I'm committed. Him, him, and Milrow, him and, Milrow and DJ, tell me i
0: uh, You mentioned them. We had DJ on the on the show last week. We had Milro the week before. How hard are those guys recruit you? And uh, you know what stands out as them is like I think uh, you know having guys who are actually commits doing the recruiting is a big part of of how you get to build your class. Um, how what stands out about DJ and, and Milro as recruiters?
3: I mean. DJ, they're both good friends. I think that that's uh, I think that's why commitment a big effect on who they go to school. Cause uh, I have, like like right now, I have I have some interest in Georgia. I like Georgia a lot, but I don't have nobody from like I don't have any kids that commit Georgia in my ear talking to me. I like have a have I like Texas a lot. And I have kids within my ear number seven telling me about Texas, telling me about the staff, telling me about how Texas gonna do, telling me about other coaches and other. Like, I feel like. I thought like, well, while well, my apologies don't recruit well, because the commits are not recruited. I mean, it's a recruit. Alec, like like back then, Miro, and Miro recruits hard. But Alec, Alec, I think when he committed, him and Demetrius, Demetrius got, I think, five wide receivers in Texas. I think three of them already committed, and he got three more thinking about committing to Tech just, just to play alongside of him. Alec and that's, Alec and Luther Stafford got, I think, three – they got three defense players from Texas committing there. Like, it's just crazy how two dudes, no, and three dudes who was like, I'm be so different, I wanna break the norm, ends up starting a whole trend, you know? And I'm not sure if you take these out there, but with Alec and Demetrius recruiting as, as they did, they have a, have a, have a dominant, in my class, I one class.
0: Uh, we, we know coaches have been kind of utilizing Facebook, Zoom, or FaceTime and Zoom and all those things. Uh, what schools have been communicating with you the most during this time?
3: Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Georgia, Michigan State, Arizona, Illinois State, Stanford, uh Tennessee, Atlanta. Them, them, them schools. Uh, Vanderbilt. Then you got Mid- Mississippi State. Then you got assistant. Uh, you Yeah, I think that's all? Um, think that's all. Um,
0: that's uh, uh, certainly a lot of them. How are you? Um, how are you? Sort. You said you're sorting through, trying to get the top ten. Is that just constitute kind of some sit downs with your parents and talking about what what fits you, or, or how's that decision process going?
3: Uh, my mom, my mom, my mom was highly recruited for academics. My dad was too. My mom, she's, my mom, she's a professor at NAP, so she's school, school, school. So she, when we bought these boards. Then my mom, we'll write down the pros and cons of the four, like my top 15 schools. schools I might want to go to top 15. So we gonna write down, down, down the 15 schools and, and end up with 10 schools that don't be my top 10. Now I'm going to show it to my dad. I'm the offers I ever had. So it's my dad. He going to write down who his top 10 is. And then we we're going to put them all together. We have my top team.
0: Okay. Do you have a Do you have maybe a date that you know of that that might come out yet or?
3: Uh, probably May, May June. Okay. Oh. I want to I want to I want to start. I want to start evaluating my uh, top tier schools and really start getting into the
0: fire zone. All right. Uh, let's get back to your high school. Uh, Shadow Creek has been around for two years. They've lost one game, and it was the state title first run. Uh, that's quite a start for, for a program. Um, I, so last year, I think I, I, I drew the ire of the shadow Creek nation when I picked uh new Caney to be the upset team. And then new Caney ended up losing first round, but, um, I will, I have learned not to pick against you guys. Uh, so tell me, is shadow Creek going back to state this year? Oh, of
3: course, of course. food. Uh, I'm not gonna say team less. Our team was, our team was that strong as we were last year because we had the seniors in there who want to go back there and gotten this uh, Man, hey, you think about, we got the same offenses except for our O line. I think I think we missed two tackles. Uh, so that I got Kyrie in the offense. I need, I'm gonna step up. I need to. Start. I'm not really a leader type. I'm not a vocal type. I'm gonna step up. I'm gonna do best league defense. Uh, we got D-line every we get getting some new D-linemen. Uh, we we, we feel straight though. I mean, uh, I think I think I think every while we went so much. we play with passion. I mean, we, we play for each other. I mean, we, we don't have our fights and arguments like every school that we, every school does, we play for each other. Uh, like the foster game, we, we were down, we came back. Man. Trust me, I'm in this locker room, so I am I'm quiet. I'm man, we got on our day. It's a state. We go from whining, complaining to silence. We okay. The coach hype us up. We, we like we going to go out there win. We we'll do it here for. And Shadow Creek, El Shadow Creek was like, I mean, Shadow and not the team want to get mad. We, we're not team want to get mad. Came back from twenty, came back twenty seven, one by seven. I mean, we just it's a crazy, it's a crazy deal that people can still count us out. After we that when we have two years worth of proof. We're still kind of solid until we're moving up the district. I mean, we're wearing six eighty one. I mean, six eighty two. I can see we're going to be one. We're in six eighty two. I mean, i I think I think we go. We, we're going to win it all. I mean, I forgot about it. And it, 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 even, even if we do, we don't have a record. I think us. I think if we can go seven three. Make the playoffs. I think we can still go all the, way to the top. I mean, I mean, it's crazy our country staff our players. I just, I, I think me personally, generally going to up the district, we got target on back. And everybody I want to be like, if I want to be the big dogs in Texas, like how us in North Street market, and, and Dunkville, so, somehow, I think the like, season, I can like, man, we're going against the potential top 10 team in tech and you know, the whole nation. I mean, it's crazy. So, we, we got something to prove, man. Um, I can really come out with something, something different.
0: Well, I'm a Dallas guy, so I'm I'm more familiar with the Dallas teams. I knew Billy Bowman and Jatavian Sanders over there at Ryan last year. I was, I'd seen them a lot, and I was like, there's no way anybody can beat Ryan, man. I just don't see it. And you guys, you proved me wrong on several occasions last year, so I'm done picking against Shadow Creek at this point. And you guys got athletes for days, man. I mean, like even watching your film from last year, it's like you were rotating so much because you guys got other backers. Like Randy Masters, who is – I think a, a real candidate to blow up in this twenty-two class, like, couldn't get on the field because there's so many receivers and stuff there. So, the depth is so impressive.
3: We're, like it's just crazy. I mean, I took it. all the time. If going to for wide receiver, make sure you, and make sure you can be competitive. Don't compare thinking that you are all make part. We got, we got wide today, like you said. We got C.J. We got, i they're all awesome. And thinking about all them, they're all speakers. I mean, almost our whole receiver's core was like a four, four five, or four, four. I mean, except for our tall receiver, Chris White. We got this dude from basketball, Hooper, and then Zay, Zai, he, he, he he's there at school. He can play football. He's six two. He when he jumps his head literally above the rim, so Kyron first big body. Stick so, up like, I mean, our team next year we, we got I mean, I think the reason why we've been in line, because we were I think well, anybody, because we were just faster. I mean, our team, our only team that can match our feet that gave a show was Foster, because Foster, Foster also had a team in the field, too. But we were just faster than everybody.
0: Yep, that was the that was the game I saw last year. It was the Foster regular season game? I drove out for that, and it was, it was certainly eye opening. Well, uh, Terrence, man, I appreciate your time taking some time with us today. Good luck on your on your decision making process. Uh, you're a fan favorite over at Horns Twenty Four Seven, so uh, I wanted to get you on so everybody could hear you. And um, you know, you and I talk quite a bit, so I'm sure I'll be hitting you up at some point in the future when you get that top ten out. Okay, uh, all right, thanks. All right, and that was Shadow Creek linebacker Terrence Cooks with a really fun interview. All right, Nick, let's get on to our questions for this week. Uh, As always, we take our questions from the Horns 24-7 message board. When I put the thread up asking for them, uh, they usually fill up pretty quick. In fact, this week I forgot until like this afternoon and threw them up and we got, you know, 10 or 12. So uh, they happen pretty quick. Our first question comes from Bear90. He says, um, Jalen Milrow was a big ringleader of this class early on, but either he's done what he can for now, or he started to relax from his role as the front man of a commit-led recruiting effort. If so, is there anybody picking up the mantle as a strong commit recruiter? Somewhat surprising when I've read recent articles like the one on Jordan Thomas that none of the current commits or other targets have been in touch at all except for one brief text from Hayden Connor. Yeah, so um, I think that those guys are still recruiting. I've, I've heard that Jalen Milrow is still recruiting as hard as ever. But I think that, um, in my opinion, I mean, if it were if I were advising that group of commits, I would tell them they need to expand their network a little bit. Um, I think that they work really hard on the kids they know really well, the Bryce Fosters of the world, as you heard, the Terrence Cooks of the world. Um, but, you know, I, for instance, the Brocker-Myers have never heard from any of the other commits. And that's... I think it's just something of those guys don't really know each other, but um, I think they definitely need to expand that network, but they're recruiting just as hard as they ever were. They, they just really don't know these guys. And you, you got to think that missing out on these camp situations and, and visit situations this spring hurts that even more.
1: Yeah. And another strong commit recruiter that, um, you didn't mention is Derek Harris, Jr. The, the question didn't mention, um, we had an interview on the podcast with him last week and he's talking to a lot of guys specifically in the Houston area, but, uh, still, I mean, Houston's a big pull right now. Um, but yeah, they definitely could expand their network and, uh, get on some of these kids that we're trying to get in on, uh, late right now. Like,
0: uh, cause I'm sure a text from Billy
1: Bowman to Deuce Harmon would do wonders right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think... We'll get into that, but I think that that's where they're going. I get the sense that Texas is going to try to build a consensus in North Texas in the secondary. So you're talking about all guys who play for Flex, basically. Uh, flex seven-on-seven. Seven. Uh, you're talking about De- uh, Deuce Harmon, J.D. Coffee, Andrew Makuba, uh, Ishmael Ibrahim. You know, That's the guys they're going to try to build into the secondary class, and they're going to try to recruit them all together. Um, so... Yeah, I think that uh, they definitely want to get guys like Billy Bowman involved there. Um, All right, our next question comes from uh, Dowstra. It says, how does Quinn Ewers stack up against the top quarterback recruits of the past? Uh, Does his coach Riley Dodges connections to UT help at all in his recruitment? This feels like a must-win for Coach Tom Herman. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I said it when we did our rankings, and I'm always weary of making these predictions early because once I did it, I went out on a limb for a guy, and he got worse uh, as high school went along. I, Nick, you remember Sean Robinson, right?
1: I do, I do.
0: So, I don't know if you ever saw Sean Robinson in his sophomore year at Geyer. I was convinced he was the next. I, I called him the best prep player or the best prep quarterback since Andrew Luck to come out of Texas. He was that good his sophomore year, and uh, injuries and, and other things just kind of derailed his career a little bit, and um, he never quite got back to what he was that sophomore year. So I'm always weary of uh, or wary of of trying to crown a guy too early. That said, I think Ewers has a chance to be. Best quarterback to ever come out of Texas, and that's saying a lot. Um, But when you look at his ranking, there's a chance Quinn Ewers is the number one player in the country, Um, and no quarterback in Texas has ever done that since Vince Young. Um, So I think he could definitely match that um, as far as the modern recruiting era. Yeah, I I don't think that Riley Dodge's connections help a lot. Um, If you want to talk about Riley Dodge connections, um, sure, you know, he worked at Texas at one point. Well, Auburn's recruiting Quinn Ewers pretty hard, and Riley Dodge is very close with Chad Morris, their offensive coordinator. Um, there's other schools involved in the mix here that, uh, you know, Oklahoma had, had, uh, has some ties to, to Riley Dodge and um, has recruited some of his kids as well. So I think that – I don't think that they're going to get help on that front. Um, and, and, yeah, it absolutely is a must win for Tom Herman.
1: Was Matthew Stafford? Was he a number one overall?
0: Uh you know what? He may have been. Um, you know what? No, I don't think so though. Because when I did, I remember I wrote, uh, I wrote that um, that thing on on his historical ranking, and I researched back uh, over the years. Let's see. Uh, I'll let you get to it while
1: I answer this question, but. Uh, I personally you know I don't have much of a foundation I've only been covering this for about six years the only comparison I can give him to is Kyler Murray in his sophomore season and Quinn Ewers sophomore season is way better in my opinion I just think Kyler had better guys around him Um, but Quinn could be a monster here in the next two years for Southlake Carroll and he's going to be a huge prospect for whoever can land him in the 22 class
0: uh matthew stafford we had us in the composite as sixth overall in the country so he's up there he's close gotcha uh (laughs) close to matching that but you're talking about very hallowed company matthew stafford vitch young you know that's kind of about it um he's he's way up there as far as uh where he can land um all right Next question from uh, Anson Horn says, uh, Hank South, who is over at our Bama site, a good friend of ours, uh, sounds confident that Alabama can flip Jalen Milrow. If that happens and the kid from Coppell goes to LSU, I'm guessing he's talking about Garrett Nussmeyer who's actually from Flower Mound. Uh, Do you think UT doesn't sign a quarterback and goes all in on yours? I don't. First of all, I don't think that's going to happen. Right now, Jalen Milroe is telling me that he's locked in with Texas. Um, he's he's talking to schools that he had relationships with before Texas, but right now he's locked in on Texas. Jalen Milroe' has never given me a reason not to trust him, so I'm not going to doubt him at this point until I hear some, some better smoke. Um, if something were to happen, I think Texas would look for a quarterback by all means. I just don't think you can go a year and skip that quarterback. And we're going to talk about that. I think somebody has a question uh, kind of about that a little later, but we're going to get into why that is.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree 100%. It's hard to go an entire recruiting class um, and not grab a quarterback, especially with the you know possibility that Jaquinta Jackson could be moved. And then you're only looking at really two quarterbacks um, for the following season. So uh, I, I think they definitely are going to have to take someone this year.
0: All right, next question from Waterboy. Who is the uncommitted recruit that the current dead period helps the most with? And who is the uncommitted recruit that the current dead period hurts the most with? Um, I think the uncommitted recruit that it helps the most with, I'm going to say, I think it's helped him with a couple of guys. But... The biggest one that I want to say, I'm going to say Andrew Makuba, the safety from Austin LBJ, who before the dead period uh, was a little bit down on Texas. They thought thought they offered a little late. Um, since that time, Texas has really been able to build a strong relationship with him um, during this dead period, and and I think that um, I think he's probably one of the guys I would circle to be, you know, this has helped him. Uh, the one that it hurts him the most with... I, would, I don't know that it necessarily hurts the recruitment. I would say JoJo Earl just because they built that momentum right before and then weren't able – I mean, all they've been able to do is really talk to him since then. I think they would love to get JoJo Earl on campus. I think they would love to get the Myers on campus. They really wanted to show those guys spring ball and what they were looking at offensively. Um, basically, anybody who's looking for production, that's who it's going to hurt.
1: I'm going to go with Kamar Wheaton on who it probably helps the most. Um, Texas got him in right before the uh, dead period got put into effect. So, uh, I mean, that was his last visit. And we don't get to talk to Kamar much. He's not a man of many words. But I'm sure it helped that recruitment a lot and getting Texas back in the the fold. Um, But probably who it hurts the most with – (sighs) that's a tough one you know I'm I'm gonna say this and don't be you know too scared about it but I think Terrence Cooks it maybe hurts just a little because Texas was huge or Terrence Cooks was huge on Texas right before this dead period Um, and then now he's not gonna be able to visit he's gonna you know be able to sit on you know all of his options a little bit longer Um, so that that might be a kid that it maybe hurts I don't know if it's the most that's just one that really comes to mind right now
0: yeah, you know, Terrence talked about in our interview that he uh, loves everything about Texas, loves Coleman Hutzler, but really wanted to see some improvement from the linebackers. So like I said, anybody that wants to see production, being you know not being able to show that in spring football, it, it does hurt. Um, next question from uh, Longhorn 1969 if the football season is pushed back to January for next season, do you think 100% of signings will be required during the early signing period? I don't have any idea what they're going to do i think if they push everything back to january they're going to have to push the signing period as well um it's just they're just going to have to i mean there's too many things that happen as far as coaching changes and things like that Uh, it's going to be a moving target i don't even want to begin to speculate on on what it might be because it's going to be incredibly complicated but yeah i think if they move the season they're going to have to move the signing period
1: yeah, if they don't that'd be like one of the most unfair things that the NCAA has ever done. And I'll just let you sit with that statement.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh next question comes to us from uh Austin DP. Uh he wants us to explain basically why schools recruit and attempt to get one elite quarterback each year. Um basically, it's a long question, but um what's basically What's the rationale in trying to get a recruit, uh, an elite recruit, every year when you can maybe skip and and get a guy in the next year, and and the, the it's a very simple answer. It's a burden hand type thing. And I'll I'll take you back to when Texas landed Garrett Gilbert out of high school at Lake Travis, um, and they turned down Andrew Luck in the class before him and didn't take a quarterback, uh, and. It, it basically, you're you're gambling everything on, on Garrett Gilbert, which was great at the time. Garrett Gilbert was a dominant high school quarterback. And nobody thought anything could go wrong there. And then Garrett Gilbert didn't work out. And then suddenly Texas had a year where they hadn't taken a quarterback. The other quarterback they taken after that hadn't worked out. And then you get into a, a domino effect where you're starting true freshmen and you're constantly uh, – constantly seeing turnover at the position and it's hard to get right until you get the right guy um i think that what you have to do you really have to stack talent at that position and if guys are going to transfer guys are going to transfer that's part of college football nowadays um sometimes a justin fields is going to transfer out of your program but if you continue to stack depth stack quality depth um you know you should be able to to continue to have production at that position
1: yeah, I saw an article today from one of our national writers. I, I don't remember who it was, but it said that 63% of the five-star quarterbacks since 2010 have transferred. Um, I I thought that was kind of an interesting number, and I, I thought it kind of played into this question right here. but. Um, I, you know i understand it wanting to get one elite quarterback every year but you have you almost have to get a two every class as well um you know so in case you do miss on a guy uh, then you do have a guy right behind him that uh, you know maybe wasn't looked at as much and um has developed in the system behind him and doesn't necessarily have as much pressure so uh there's a lot that goes into quarterback recruiting, and it's still something I'm working on. I feel like it's something we're all still working on to try and understand because it's consistently changing. But um, as far as looking forward, um, you know, I think Jalen Milrow, uh, I think he stays as the one quarterback in this class. And then looking forward, you know, you got Quinn in 22. If uh, Texas is able to land him, I even still think that they could uh, look for another quarterback in 22. Uh, but uh, that, that's far down the line.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's guys in 22. We've talked about it. I mean, Quinn is, is great, and he's going to be a, it's, I think – He's going to be a sensational quarterback for whoever gets him. He's one of my favorite kids, one of my favorite players, one of the best I've ever seen. There's a group in 22 that, yeah, you may not get Quinn Ewers, but Braden Locke's going to win some games in college. Like, Kate is going to win some games in college. Like, that that class yeah. is starting to stack up to be another really strong quarterback class.
1: Yeah, you also got Garrett Rangel from Frisco Lone Star. Connor Weigman just added a um – uh baylor offer uh from bridgeland high school out in the cypress area so there's so many 22 quarterbacks it seems like every other week i'm finding another one i'm just like wow where is this kid gonna end up there's not that much room left <laughs> yeah
0: you're gonna have to tell me about this trevor lawrence you found
1: oh yeah yeah we'll have to talk about that off the air i'm gonna keep that really low right now
0: <laughs> all right our next question from diesel horn 28 uh given that uh Jatavian Sanders is part of this class in Texas recruiting Clayton Smith for the same position. Would they take both? Um, man, this question and Diesel Horn twenty eight, if you're listening, this is not intended to be like a a criticism of your question. I I remember following Texas recruiting during the mid two thousands when Matt Brown could not miss. Texas was winning just about everything. And nobody asked these questions because they understood that as an elite program, yeah, you can take multiple elite guys at, at the same position and let them sort it out. Um, man, what the last decade has kind of done to that, that psyche. I, it just, I, yeah, absolutely. They want pass rushers. Jatavian Sanders is one of the best pass rushers in the state. Uh, Clayton Smith had 20 sacks last year. He can get after the, the quarterback. Um, they need them because the staff has previously recruited a bunch of four eyes and guys who, who aren't natural edge rushers. They've got a stock up there and they can't just take one. You know, they've got to take as many as they can.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, we kind of saw that a little bit with the 18 class. They were be able, they were able to hit on pretty much everyone that they wanted. And if you go back and look at that 18 class, there's a lot of elite guys that are still trying to sort it out. So, um, yeah, you can take multiple elite guys. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily a uh, something they would turn down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If they want in, I mean, yeah, we'll let them. You know, we'll figure it out when they <laughs> yeah. get there. Um, our next question from JF one hundred three five seven: What in state and out of state secondary targets are, are Texas pushing hard? Uh, the easy answers seem like Coffee, uh, Washington, and Ibrahim because they're in state, but there aren't a ton of in state secondary talent in Texas. It seems. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say this is a down year in the secondary uh, for the state of Texas. The state of Texas is, is typically – uh, one of the best at producing defensive backs and it's just not this year it's just not as strong um I, like i said i think they're going to focus on the north texas area i think they're really focused in on uh jd coffee ishmael ibrahim andrew makuba who's in austin but he plays with flex seven on seven so i'm going to include him uh newly offered deuce Harmon. like those are the guys they're, they're really pushing for i think right now uh, isaiah naquobio would be in that group as well um In the defensive back as far as out-of-state look there are a couple of of out-of-state guys I think that Texas feels they can get a shot with and most of them are in California Uh, Jalen Davies the the cornerback from modern day um, Cut Texas into his top seven. I think that you know USC is obviously always competition for a modern day kid, but if he doesn't end up at USC or Ohio State, Texas feels they have a shot. I've heard Sierra Wright wants to go out of state, uh, get out of California. I think that Notre Dame looms really large there, but I think Texas could be in it. Um, you know, it, it really hurt Texas that they that Sierra Wright was planning to come in on a trip the weekend coronavirus uh, shutdown began. Um Jameer Johnson from from Pasadena, California, is another guy that just cut Texas into his group. So there, there's some guys out there. Um, I think it's just going to see how shake things shake out when people can take visits and uh, and see what happens.
1: Yeah, and there's even a couple of guys on the East Coast. Um, I, I know we don't really. I know Texas doesn't really have a great shot with Tony Grimes, but uh, he's there. You got Philip Riley from Florida who cut Texas into his top schools list. Um, but kind of looking at the in-state. Uh, pick this year. You know, I, I think the in-state guys are just as good this year as um uh, they were in nineteen. Uh, that may be an unpopular opinion, but Ishmael Ibrahim is a solid corner. Deuce Harmon's one of the uh, best corners in the state. Um, I know Latrell McCutcheon is not a Texas target right now, but Latrell McCutcheon's another great one in-state. Um, I know the twenty-two class is probably one of the more heavy defensive back uh, classes that the state of Texas has seen in a long time. And I don't know if maybe that was influencing in this question here, but um. I think the 21 still has a solid in-state group.
0: It's solid, it's just not as spectacular as usual in my opinion, and I think that they know that they've got a stacked 22 group, and I think they're gonna you know, where they can, they'll save room and and save those ships Uh, Our next question from N.T. Jones 1484, any new offers that might turn into a potential commitment Uh, any major shifts that may help or hurt? I know everybody wants a commitment, Uh, I wish I could snap my fingers and make one happen for you um, I will say that Jaden Williams from South Oak Cliff is making his decision on May 1st. And right now I would bet Texas. so it could be one as, as quickly as May 1st. Outside of that, don't know a lot of other things that are that are necessarily imminent. but have started to hear some some interesting uh, interesting names mentioned and um, some, some bumps on things. so I will uh, as I dig into those, I'll be able to report them once I find out more.
1: I would be shocked if we're sitting here a month from now, we don't have another commitment.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. But you also have to think, like, you could have said that a couple months ago, and, and that would be the case. Like, they haven't had one since September. So um, I think I think some things will start to shake out, and I think they'll have at least one. Um all right, our last question from Charles Daniels. He has a uh, he said he has one real question and two silly ones. Um, <laughs> is there anything that could happen in this class more devastating than a Milrow D commitment? <sighs> yeah, I mean, um, like I, I guess you're asking realistic. I was going to say like yeah, like Tommy Brockmire going to AM, that would be pretty devastating, but that's never <laughs> never literally never going to happen. Um I, I I, really love Milrow. He's a huge part of this class. Quarterback's always important, man. I would really hate to lose to Sanders. Like, he's just so good. I, I, it's not often you get pass rushers like him. I think that would potentially be bad.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, losing either of those Ryan guys would be super, super tough. In my my opinion, those guys are the foundation of this class, and the Millrow comes right in at three. No disrespect on any of those guys, but that's just kind of how I look at it. I mean, those two guys are projected to be five stars here a year from now, um, and those two guys can get it done on uh, both sides of the ball, and they've shown that with Ryan. So um, I, I think losing either of those guys would hurt tremendously
0: um he also asks have you ever been told you look like someone famous uh if so who was it uh i usually get i usually get called like any fat bearded guy um is me uh like a zach galifianakis type of thing um you know if you're fat and have a beard it's you've probably been pointed out that you look like me
1: yeah, you know, I get the occasional Tom Cruise and Jason Momoa. I'm just playing. I, I've never gotten a celebrity lookalike.
0: <laughs> Jason Momoa. Um, what is your cell phone wallpaper? Uh, it depends. The, so the lock screen is a picture of my wife um, holding our dog. Uh, when he was a puppy, like the first time we picked him up, um we had just put down our other dog it was like the worst week of our lives and then we went and found this other dog and we picked him up and she's very happy and i'll never get rid of that picture probably uh because of what that moment meant and then um when it's unlocked it's just another picture of my wife and i so pretty boring that's cute <laughs> uh, mine um i
1: i've actually had the same one for about seven months now which is a record I'm normally changing them like every month it seems like but uh it's actually a picture from the Rockwall and Highland Park game last year of uh Jackson Smith and Jigba and Chandler Morris kind of dapping up each other at the uh uh, at the 50 yard line before the coin toss and in the picture you can kind of see me uh, videoing that moment happening and I just thought that was kind of cool because that, that was the second game that I did last year uh, and last year was a big turning point for me and my coverage uh, and everything so I kind of look at that game as you know the beginning of you know everything that's happened in the past eight months in my career so I, I tr- I'm i going to try to keep that as long as I can until it's just completely irrelevant
0: <laughs> it's not a picture of the baby. no it's not 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 at all <laughs> okay. All right, that's gonna do it for for questions. Uh, before we get out of here, uh, Nick, you have anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, no, nothing else. Just uh, about a week from now, we'll be uh, hot on the Greg Brown recruitment trail, and hopefully, we'll have more news about where he stands professionally.
0: And the NFL draft is next week. We get to watch something that, while it is not a live sport, it's gonna be the closest thing we get for a bit. So, how is that gonna work? Uh, it sounds like they're gonna do Zoom draft. Uh, from everybody's GM's home, which I've seen some pictures. I'm not impressed with, with some of the setups. Like, I've got a better setup than some of the GM's I've seen uh, working at home. Uh, I Yeah, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird with, like, no people booing Goodell at the podium. I don't know, but they're going to be doing something sports-related, so I'm going to watch it.
1: <laughs> I'm down. And we'll, we'll be able to see some guys that uh, we used to cover get drafted. So that's going to be definitely a big part of it.
0: That's always my favorite thing. Um, it's a uh, – I like to sit – I watch the draft through the lens of if a Texas – or if a kid – basically if a Texas high school kid gets gets taken, I like to provide some background if I saw him or covered him. Um, if, or if a kid just I covered in general. Like in a couple years when Keely Ringo goes top five – um, I'll talk about the time I flew out to Scottsdale to go see Kaylee play. But uh, what I really like to do, and this was actually something my, your, my predecessor, E.J. Holland, started, and I, I tried to follow in, is anytime a kid gets drafted, I'll just search my name with his and go back to see the first time I tweeted about him. and um, it, it makes for some fun. So like when Jeff Okuda goes top 10, you'll see my tweet from Jeff's sophomore year where I was like, <laughs> hey, this Okuda kid. Might have a future, <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to see where Jalen Rager goes.
1: I, I think he's going to be a threat for whoever can land him. Oh, yeah. I, I just I never really thought that he would make it this far, and that's nothing against Rager. He was fantastic at Waxahachie and he did his thing at TCU, but he's he could be a first round draft pick. I, I think that's just insane.
0: He should be. He's a freak show who got handcuffed by the TCU offense this year, um, and that's, <laughs> and, that's a, and that's a huge shame. Uh, but so we'll. Um, I guess we're going to have to record after. We'll record after the first round because I'm not missing the first round. Um, fun fact, Nick, since the 2005 draft, I have never missed a pick in the draft. I've watched all a seven like rounds. Like an entire first round? Oh, I see what you're saying. No, okay. no, no. I've, I've watched all seven rounds, every pick, for 15 years.
1: Oh, so you're a big draft guy. Big I'm draft a, guy in the chat over here.
0: I'm a huge draft guy. My wife knows the deal. Like, draft weekend means, like, you go in the room and you watch Downton Abbey or whatever it is you do, um, <laughs> I'm going to be in here for three days, so... Um,
1: that's actually kind of hilarious you bring that up. My parents are not big sports fans. I kind of grew up in a household where I was just the only one, and they would always give me hell for watching a draft. And there was like an SNL skit, I think, like three or four years ago, and every time a draft comes around, they just send me that skit. And It's just basically laughing at someone who's watching a draft. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. That, that's, that's just all I can say.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think it's a big reason why we like recruiting. Uh, You know, player acquisition and the evaluation, those are all very fascinating things, and they they fit into recruiting the same way they do in the NFL draft. For us at 24-7, the draft's kind of our report card. You know, when we rank a guy number one in the country, Bryce Young, last year number one in the country, hopefully in three or four years, you know, he's the number one pick. And if he is, that validates our ranking of him so
1: yeah absolutely
0: um so yeah that'll be you know a lot of fun bill Burr did a great joke on on people who watch the draft um basically making fun of them but i don't care uh all right we're <laughs> gonna get out of here so i can start to edit the show and put it up uh thanks for joining me nick thanks for the basketball segment i guess uh sickly <laughs> um Thank you to everybody who listens. Uh, We hope we're bringing you some entertainment during the quarantine. Uh, Check back in with us next week. I'll do open mic on Tuesday. I think I have Greg Powers uh, from Next Level Athlete and Dave Campbell's Texas Football joining me on that one. Uh, And then Nick and I will be back next Friday to answer your questions. Uh, Please subscribe. Uh, review rate all those good things smash that subscribe button Uh, we are available on every podcast platform google play is now available on on apple devices Uh, so please take advantage of that and uh, we thank you guys again we'll see you next week